Those who deny that there is a resurrection. That is what we hear about the Sadducees. Those who deny that there is a resurrection. What are the consequences of that? This isn't just some abstract notion that has no bearing on our belief. If we deny the resurrection, then we deny that someone lives forever, that that everyone lives forever. And we would be denying that the soul is never destroyed. Meaning, if we don't live forever, then we live for this life alone. And do we not see so much of this in our culture? Those who live for this life alone. Another way of saying this is a belief in materialism, right? That only the things that I see exist, and that which I can't see does not exist. And this necessarily basically leads to hedonism, this lifestyle of maximizing pleasure. That I'm going to operate under the principle of if it feels good, do it. So we see this insta-culture of instant gratification. We have many in our culture who are living like this, as if there's nothing to live for beyond this life. Now, I think we can say in our experience that if we were truly intellectually honest, we couldn't possibly admit this. But... People aren't really convinced so much by arguments or abstract reason. They are much more convinced by witnesses. And in fact, we're reminded of St. Paul VI quotes, Modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. And if he does listen to teachers, it's because they are witnesses. We know this. We can't pound people's heads with, like, the Summa Theologica of St. Thomas Aquinas. You know, my conversion was intellectual, and I was able to adhere to it, but I think I'm a rare breed. Lots of people really just don't care about the truth. But it's not that the truth isn't important. We just have to think about methodology. What is going to attract them, right? You see that the world necessarily, the way that the world lives, it's going to necessarily live, lead to misery and desperation so we have something to offer the way we live our lives if it's coherent we it ought to attract people in such a way that i can't live without what that christian has but as matthew kelly says what type of billboard are we we're all walking will billboards meaning we're all carrying a message And he points out that, regretfully, so many of us Christians, the billboard, the message that we send send is being sad or angry or discouraged. And if we invite people to be Christian, they would say, why? If, If my life is going to look like that, please no. And so how am I living my life? My lifestyle is going to dictate how attractive Jesus is in my life. And for me, it always comes down to an intelligent and joyful witness. Not that you need to have like this huge IQ. That's not what we're talking about. What we mean by intelligent witness is those who live their life in a meaningful and passionate way. A life with purpose. 
that I don't just live a life randomly, but the, the way that I order my life, the way that I choose my, make my decisions, how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, how I live, that it's all ordered and it has a purpose. And people are going to take notice of that. And joy, because the world does not have joy. They're experiencing misery and despair as a result of instant pleasure. And so we have, Jesus has something to offer all souls. And so today we want to maximize our ability to be that attractive witness to others. And I can't think of a better infusion of Almighty God's power than Him making Himself present at the altar. You know, one Eucharist received without any any difficulty, without any resistance or any opposition to God's grace, that was more than enough to transform us into a saint. How maximally disposed am I to be able to receive the Eucharist? If we know in theology, ex opere operato, ex opere operantis, meaning the sacraments are always full throttle, right? Jesus doesn't hold anything back. But why is it that Edward Ahn, after having received the Eucharist seven, eight thousand times in his life, is still nowhere close to being a saint? It's not because Jesus' grace is defective. It's because Edward Ahn is defective. It's because the disposition of my soul isn't maximally disposed. And so the fruitfulness of the sacrament always depends on the disposition of the person. And that's why we want to say, Jesus, today I am holding nothing back. Jesus, grant me the grace to become a saint. Grant me the grace to be fully receptive to everything you want to do in my life. And if we make that prayer continuously, watch out for what Jesus can do in your life.